I like that the WWE's biggest troll looks like our producer, who is also a big troll. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone says Nate looks like Rusev. I see a lot more Elias in him. Uh, I can see both. I, I can see, see both. one. I see both. You are, you are the turd son of Rusev and Elias. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a face. Hello and welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explain wrestling to new fan, my co-host Rachel Millman. Hi! What's up, Rachel? How are you? I haven't seen you in so long. I know, since right? Since our last episode. It's not like we just recorded an episode about Ring of Honor a second ago. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. Um, yeah, so this is our final episode about WrestleMania weekend. Um, 34. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend 34. I don't know how many WrestleMania weekends there have been. There have been 34 WrestleManias. That's true. I think it's a relatively new phenomenon that all of these indie shows are running like are in the same city. Um, but it's a very cool phenomenon, and I hope it keeps continuing because this yeah. was so much fun. But this is not what this show is about. This no. is about WrestleMania 34. This is about WrestleMania 34, our final event of the weekend. Um, and it, thank God, because we were exhausted. We were exhausted. My voice was completely gone at this point. I was literally typing notes into my phone and showing my phone to people because I couldn't speak. <laughs> um, I still was screaming, even though I couldn't, at some stuff because it was so exciting. <gasps> this We had amazing seats. Again, thank you to Val and Jay, who hooked us up big time. So we sat down to the, these incredible seats. Yeah, we were probably... So if you're watching WrestleMania and you see the big WrestleMania sign... We were probably the edge of that stage from where seats start. We were probably 10 rows back into the seats. We weren't on the floor, but we were as close to the floor as seats go. You know, I don't think I would have enjoyed being on the floor. Yeah. How come? Uh, just cause it's, you're standing that entire time. No, you have seats on the floor. Yeah, but are you in them the whole, like you, it's, cause it's hard. Cause I mean, at least the, the other stuff is tiered. That's true. Because can you imagine getting floor seats and, and being stuck at the back of the floor? You'd be right. so pissed. And it's just all flat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like by row, it got more and more and more expensive. Uh, I liked where we were sitting because... Um, we had a good section. We well, we had a good section, but also just physically where we were in the arena, we were close to the entrances. Yeah, closer to the entrances than the ring. And the ring stuff they show on uh, displays all around the arena, but they don't show entrances on displays all around the arena because that would fuck up the lighting for the entrances. So we got to see the entrances, and then we were a little further from the ring, but we could at least watch the match from the cameras. Yeah. So it was like very, if I had to pick one to be close to, I'm glad we were close to that. Yeah, and it really does kind of, especially at Mania, it kind of ties way more the concept of muscle pageant home because yeah. pageants are all entrances. Yeah. And so we got to see every entrance beautifully. So... Rachel alluded to, we had a really fun section. We had like really nice people near us, which made it. There was really a guy fun. who tried to start a Kenny Omega chant. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of that, honestly. Oh, I don't really? like that. No, because it's like this. Yeah, no, we get it. You're smart. You like wrestling. Yeah. He's not here. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was somebody who was literally a Roman Lesnar chant, and the guy just went, Kenny Omega. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm, like, that I'm cool with. That, that was cool. <laughs> and I gave him our card because, spoiler alert, we left for that match. Yeah. Um, so we didn't say for that, but like the people near us were really cool. Um, they, I knew they were cool because. Um, during the Charlotte Oscar match where Naomi had already won, 
I said, like, it would be really cool if the first two winners on the show were women of color and they all high-fived me. And I was like, yeah. oh, you guys are neat. You guys are cool Yeah, people. they were really nice. Uh, <laughs> I think we gave all of them our card, probably. Yeah, so. we did. We did. Yeah. Uh, and then we found out that the people behind us were like, oh, we snuck into better seats. So it was, like, extremely the types of fans the that chillest we, people the chillest people because <laughs> uh, I had just done that the night before at Ring of Honor um, and then we get, did that it was it was just it was, a, it was a great show it was an incredible spectacle I think it was I think it's the biggest show I've ever been to if not equal to the biggest show I've ender, ever been to because I didn't bother googling this I saw I've seen Beyonce at City Field and that was a huge incredible show I bet yeah um, but my seats were not as close. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> the biggest thing I've ever been to. Um, and it was really fun just walking in and people watching and seeing everybody's costumes. And we walked in, Val and Jay had a big cardboard cutout of Sami Zayn <laughs> that we got to walk in with. And we were a hit. People yeah. loved it. I was carrying Sammy on my shoulders and like <laughs> talking to him and making sure he ducked before lower beams, <laughs> which I'm sure was a delight only to me. But I had a great time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but we had flat Sammy with us and they could tell that the people in front of us front of us were like incredibly tensed up when I see they see this big cardboard cutout. Yeah. But Val sits him down in her seat and sat on him the entire time. <laughs> um, he came out he came out during the Sammy match and then he came out when Braun was picking a partner. That was it. We were very judicious about when flat Sammy was raised. Uh, he did not get in anyone's way, but it was just fun coming in with that. Yeah, it was People were taking fun. pictures with him. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very drunk people were taking photos with yeah. him. It was just a very jovial atmosphere. It was, it, you know, it was like a big party. And again, we talked about this a little on the last episode, but I was very impressed with how chill most of the wrestling fans we interacted with this weekend were. Mm -hmm. And I felt that, and, and I sort of was like, okay, well don't get used to this. Cause I'm sure mania is going to have some assholes and I'm sure it did. There were a lot of people there, but we really didn't encounter very many. I encountered a few. Um, when I was up getting us beers at one point, I definitely got a, you very beautiful. Um, which is like, thank you. I am, but now is not the time. And it never is. Uh, <laughs> and then I got a couple people. I got some weird cat calls when I was bringing beers down to us. And like, mm. are these for me? Like, no, because they're $9 each yeah. for starters. Second of all, no, because I don't know you. And now I don't like you. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, I thought the crowd had good taste. I thought they were good. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> uh, they were sad when we were sad. They were happy when we were happy. They, I, The first time I knew they were good is when there was a big pop for Aiden in English. And I was like, OK, yeah. these people are fun. <laughs> I love Aiden English, but let's the women's battle royale. Was yeah, the first so let's match. go. Let's go through chronologically now. So yeah, the first thing we watched, we got there a little late, um, and yeah, the first thing we were there for was uh, the women's battle royal, which uh, we all really liked. I think. Right? Yeah, I'm sad we didn't make it for the first thing, but I think if we had been there for all seven hours, we would have been miserable yeah, and yeah, gone yeah. insane. <laughs> first thing we saw, great. Loved it. Uh, the women's battle was awesome. The seeing Sasha's entrance for for starters was like holy shit. That woman, they all have star power, right? Except for Randy Orton, <laughs> her star power was so mind blowing. Of just like watching the entire arena erupt for her. Yeah, she rules. Like she really embodies it. You know, like oh my god, she's so good at playing that character. Um, you really believe it from her, and you really feel it from her. I and I thought her stuff with Bailey in the match was really good. I don't know how good the entire battle royal was, but I definitely liked 
I definitely liked how it ended. I liked the when it was down to the last few people. Yeah. And Sasha and Bailey had that moment where Bailey eliminates her. Yeah. And it was finally like standing up for herself. I uh, I really loved Becky. Becky was great. Yeah, Becky Lynch rules. Becky Lynch is I very excited. I, I say this every time. I'm sure people are like probably keeping someone's probably keeping a tally somewhere of me being like I can't wait to learn more about this. But it's true. Becky Lynch looked, looked amazing. I had a just just a fun match overall. Yeah, and then um, so Sasha and Bailey had that fun interaction, and it looked like Bailey won. And then Naomi came out and it was like, oh, right. Naomi hasn't been eliminated. Yeah. And then she won. And I was so excited about that because I, Naomi's one of my favorites in the women's division. She, she has my favorite entrance in the women's division, which I was really bummed we didn't get to see. This was my first exposure to her. Uh, this is. Is and she was just like so cool. I love yeah, her. I love. Awesome. I love her hair. Her hair is amazing. Her entrance is really cool because it's all black lights and like um, she comes out to like this like pounding EDM soundtrack and she like dances down the ramp and she oh. does this like slide on her knees. It's she's the coolest. I'm probably just gonna YouTube it immediately. She, she's so fun. Yeah. So I was like bummed we didn't get that, but I was really happy she won. Um, she she tweeted today actually the day we were recording this about. Um, how often she has to deal with like shitty racist wrestling fans and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I was just like extra happy that, that a black woman won, that a woman of color won. Um, that's always nice in WWE. Um, especially cause she just puts up with so much shit and she's a great wrestler and it, she, she's really smart about her character. She seems like a really nice person. Yeah. Um, she's married to an Uso. So she has like the best life possible. So <laughs> yeah. Hot. So I was uh, just really happy about that. Yeah. She was great. I think it sucks to see this continually happen to black women entertainers that they are just met with so much racist sexist bullshit right and um we had a friend mitch who was there who sat with us through part of the show and he said that like in his section when naomi won he heard somebody be like more liberal liberal pc bullshit and it's like that's not why she fucking won first of all wwe is never liberal pc bullshit ever second of all she's a fucking good wrestler so like shut the fuck up exactly and like come on like i'm sure it's not liberal pc bullshit to that person if sasha wins because they like sasha right Right. yeah yeah yeah. um it's just that's such garbage Ugh. yeah it's crap Uh, so i'm glad we got mitch out of that section yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad our section was cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was the Women's Battle Royale. Um, next up was... Uh, well, next was the weird national anthem that I was not in there for. It was so weird. I don't know if they televised that. I don't think they, they did. did. They, they did? did. Um, and they visualized the amber waves of grain and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it was basically Wait. an irony-free Parks and Rec credits montage Wait, did, did she sing america the beautiful no she sang god bless america um and there's yeah so not the national anthem no because it's not an official sporting event <laughs> so they have to do the the like knockoff national anthem because yeah. it's not real sport yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but they have to remind you that this is a very american thing sure okay <laughs> <laughs> and it was like these teen girls I've never heard of, of course, singing the national anthem. They sounded great, but they they're visualizing the lyrics was so funny. It's really funny. It was I was crying laughing. It just goes again to this like 
thing of wrestling just like it's they will not allow you subtext they just go <laughs> all text it's just all image it's all the most signified. text the most exposition you can have all the time <laughs> and that's why i enjoy it yeah among totally. other things so the next match after that was uh our boy fergal yep seth rollins and the miz yep this was the first match of the regular show we're out of the pre-show at this point this is resetting the clock for a little over five hours of wrestling that is about to happen this was the opening hunk battle this is definitely like their mainstream hunks (laughs) um and i know we have attracted some friendly controversy (laughs) for our opinions on fergal and i have to say He's still not my thing, which is really, you know what? That is, if he is your thing, I'm one less person in line. But I have to say that as a wrestler, he is winning me over. Yeah. He was a lot of fun in this. He sells his moments well. But their entrances were funny because Seth Rollins, I don't know his regular entrance, but he just came out as a white walker. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny when they do this in wrestling. So... Like, another example of this is, um, so Becky Lynch, right? She's got the red hair and she's got the, like, steampunk goggles. Yeah. She started doing that during Mad Max Fury Road. Like, they were just like, oh, we have a redhead with the goggles. She's in that movie that everybody likes. Let's have her dress like that. Like, they just (laughs) do these, like, generic knockoff versions of, like, popular things. I'm just going to say, I'll probably say this a couple of times more in some capacity. If you're going to do it, do it like Kenny. Yeah, just full-on cosplay. <laughs> full-on cosplay. Well, like, Seth Rollins, like, people call him the Kingslayer, too. So it's like, there's Game of Thrones stuff in he's, in his, like, mythos. But yeah, he just comes out, and it's, you know, because he has, his theme song is Burn It Down. Yeah. So it's all ice, and then he has the fire, and it's like, okay, you're a Game of Thrones guy now. Hey, so he literally has the blue contacts in. Yeah, he's a white they walker. They give him the white walker <laughs> mask thing. I do think his costume is better now it's as cool. the Game of Thrones cosplay as opposed to like the weird horny dad flame pants. Yeah. Um, he does look cool. I like it. He does look cool. It, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the thing that uh, Johnny Gargano wears when he comes out. The like high necked leather thing. Oh yeah, no, I see it. Uh, but he was fun. He, I like when they come out with their hair already wet. It makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what are you guys doing? It's so strange to me. It's like, it's, was it raining backstage? What yeah, happened? where you, you just hop out of the shower and you ran like you weren't like <laughs> prepping for this for months and you didn't do like some sort of like weird rehearsal. <laughs> I'm sure there's rehearsal footage somewhere of them practicing their spots and going through a tech rehearsal. That has to happen. It's a show. It's fucking theater. Um, but which I will never see it. But he comes out to that weird thing. That's when I first realized that there are flames shooting up. Yeah. Yeah. Big flames. So we already went through the fireworks and there were fireworks a couple times more. But one thing we didn't cover on the Ring of Honor episode is that there were fireworks at the beginning of the Ring of Honor and they were upsetting. Yeah, I think um, I get pyro. I think pyro is cool. Just like, it is startling. You need to warn people. Yeah, you, you just don't know what people's um, sensitivity to that kind of stuff is. And, and this, this is already such an overstimulating event. I just think um, just letting people know, having some kind of disclaimer when you buy tickets or something, there'll be strobe lights, there'll be um, fireworks, there'll be, you know, like, I, I think anything to make it more accessible to people. Yeah. We, we talked about that a little bit about other shows we've been to, too, about physical accessibility, but... You know, we want as many people to enjoy this as possible. And granted, like some people are not going to be able to because of all of this crazy stuff. But let's try to make it as accessible as we can. 
it was a little less upsetting here at the Superdome than it was where we were yeah. for the other event. Being in the front row of Ring of Honor when those went off was scary because they were really, really close to it us. It was really loud where we were, too. It was there's just, Yeah, there's more room in the Superdome, so it's, it's less scary. But it was still like, nope, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. Stick to the flames. You don't need that much. You're yeah. already wrestling in a huge dome. Uh, so Seth makes his entrance. The Miz makes his entrance. And so we rewatched some of this after the fact. So I know they CGI'd some stuff on screen, but I think the Miz. <laughs> Hot <had> my- wife. <laughs> <laughs> they have like the Miz, Hollywood, big hunk, top guy, and then just hot wife. Hot wife. Hot wife. Part of his so, CGI. So, so funny. Extremely he, good. He comes out, he's basically in a Naruto headband <laughs> and like these weird sunglasses. And he gets into a fight with his crew and he comes out and he's the Miz and he's this wonderful heel. And then there was a very, very interesting moment with Fergal. Yeah, so Fergal, he's been selling uh, these Balor Club shirts with the Balor Club logo in um, in like rainbow colors, and it yeah. says like Balor Club is for everyone. Yeah, it has some letters capitalized. The letters that are capitalized say over, which is like a Finn Balor thing of like. There's this whole thing about him not being over enough to main event, and like which is ridiculous. He would t- like basically subtweet things with over in them as like a joke. And so that's why it's for oh, everyone. Oh, he Taylor Swifted? He kind of Taylor Swifted, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's why it's for everyone with some stuff capitalized, but... Oh, yeah, I just so- thought it was a weird... Uh- choice <laughs> i just thought it was like some hot topic shit yeah no that's why i wanted to explain it because uh, it looks like some dumb hot topic shit and it kind of is but yeah so he had a bunch of fans on stage when he came out yeah and i guess it was like lgbtq fans yes which is so there's some discourse around that and i think we agree with the general tone of the discourse which is that fergal himself believes in this wholeheartedly he's donating i think like 15 percent of like profits from it to lgbt charities for wwe to do it is like fuck you guys yeah it's a little cynical and i mean i that's wwe donating that money like that's not fergal's choice that's their choice so it's something they're doing too but it's clear that you know this is capitalism it's gay rights have moved far enough from the fringes of the left into mainstream discourse that they've realized they can make money appealing to this cause. Yeah. I don't think there is anybody high up at WWE that gives a shit either way, you know, which is too bad. And it's like, I love a rainbow cop car. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a rainbow cop car. Yeah. But that said, I don't think that that, is what Fergal's doing. Like, I think that this is probably something that he believes in because he seems like a non-shitty dude. I think there's a lot of rumors that I, like, and this is not real, this is not me being a smart, this is just people I know who are super into wrestling organically, um, who think that his character is going to come out. Yeah, I've read rumors that there was a planned storyline Um, Yeah. Where he was going to come out. I don't know. I heard it was scrapped. I don't know. They might end up doing it anyway. Who knows? Um, I do think that his intent is cool, but like, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's again, it's a thing of like, I, I think that given how little I trust WWE to handle sensitive issues well, I do think this is doing it well, where it's just like, he's not gay. It's not like, it's not about that. It's just about like, hey, you're all welcome here. This yeah. is for everybody. I'm for everybody. They're really leaning into him as sort of a gay sex icon, which yeah. I think is like kind of cool. He leans into that himself. 
Huh? <laughs> he definitely leans into that. Oh, himself. absolutely. Yeah. But the fact that WWE is sort of Allowing cool with it, it. Yeah. Granted, it's they're cool with it because it makes the money, but it's still like I, I think a few years ago, even if it made the money, they wouldn't have done it. So, like, that's progress, you know? I guess. Yeah. So, that was a big notable thing about their entrances. And then they had their match, which did not go the way either of us were expecting it to. I don't know if I had any expectations for this. Well, I thought Virgil was going to win. Yeah. I definitely thought Miz would give up the belt. But I wasn't sure who was going to be f- two. Because, on the one hand... Fergal is very over. He has this uh, really cool thing with like LGBTQ fans. Um, he's selling a lot of merch right now. But Seth Rollins has been in the last few months on Raw, like been really boosted up. And yeah. like he had this amazing um, gauntlet match like a few, maybe like a month or two ago where he wrestled for like an hour straight. And it was oh, like damn. amazing. Good for him. Yeah. So like. He seems like he was getting built up, so I, I wasn't like super shocked. Yeah, but um, I, but it was good. I thought this was a really good opener. This was this was fun for me just because the way WWE is shot, there's a lot of quick cuts, right? So there was a point in the match where Seth and Miz were in one corner, and Fergal was on the was diagonally across from them in a turnbuckle, and he clearly wasn't in the shot because I started watching him, and he was just readjusting himself and setting himself up for whatever he was about to get flipped into. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of very, that's like the side that you don't see when you watch it on TV yeah. is like, okay, watching him just like prep to not get his neck broken. Yeah. Um, so Seth Rollins took that belt. I was like, okay, cool. It was yeah, fun. he's fine. He's cool. Hunk match was fun. Yeah. Hunk White match Walker. was a lot of fun. We saw two of the hunks in the airport. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, so I saw the Miz and, and Rachel saw Seth Rollins at the airport. The Miz was very interesting to see because n- nobody recognized him. Like he was sitting by himself on his phone and I, for a second, I was like, I don't know if that's the Miz or not. And then he got up to board an LA flight and I was like, oh, that's definitely, that's definitely him. And, uh, he just looks so normal. Like he doesn't, he's like, he's in shape, but he's not that big. He just looks like some guy and he yeah, wasn't he like dressed like a up. Good looking guy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean the, the we're the airport in, it's in itself was an entire experience. I will say um this was at 4:30 in the morning and his hair was perfect. <laughs> he had completely styled it. He's a werewolf. He, like I was just really <laughs> impressed. Like I was I was very impressed and that was one of the tip-ups where I was like that's probably the miss cuz that seems like something he would do. Yeah, like he would wake up early to make sure his hair was right. But it was it was a really fun match. I liked seeing the match. His it is his entrance is just like such a, he's just got such good presence. They all have good presents and they all have good presents in very specific ways but I mean just to wrap up our discussion of this I have been won over by Fergal yeah congrats I know what about you <laughs> I like him I've always liked him as a wrestler yeah I've always liked him in the ring I think he's good I like the I like the coup de grace I think that's a cool move where he does the diving double foot stomp yeah I always, that I always was thought great. that was neat. that was so cool because from where we were we could see him pretty well so to see his like Obviously, they're all huge people, but from that far away, he's little, little. So to see this like little guy like pop up into the air and do yeah. it, that was a lot of fun. Um, and you know what? We yeah, there's nothing we can do about the fact that he's just not our thing. Yeah, actually. I'm sorry. It's yeah, fine. You know. You know what is our thing though? The next match, Charlotte versus Asuka. Oh shit! This should have been the top of the card. Oh yeah, this was this was my <laughs> match of the night. This is my favorite match. But um, and I think Charlotte had my favorite entrance of the night. That throne, all the gold. That I was, was crying. That was fucking crazy. It was crazy. so beautiful, so overwhelming. Just like the spectacle of it. I mean, yeah. It, it's so, 
hard to explain how overwhelming the spectacle of this is until you're there. Yeah. Where it's just, it it's so grand and so huge. And for a character like that, who is like the queen, you know, it feels like you're seeing a real queen, an actual <laughs> queen. Like I wanted to stand up and like put my hat over my heart, you know, like, it was just so overwhelming and so beautiful. And I liked seeing that she got NXT guys to be her guards to carry her in. Those weren't just extras. Like, she brought in specific guys from NXT. How do you know? Because it, I saw it tweeted about that they were all, like, backstage um, just hanging out. Yeah. And, like, in, in their guard gear. That's, like, that's a very nice thing of her to do. You remember the Triple H thing we watched at WrestleMania 30? She yeah. was one of the women in that. Oh. So, it's like, yeah, full circle. But that's cool that she was, like, specifically, like, yeah, I want NXT guys. That's, That's cute. Really cool. Yeah, she seems I um I know she's Ric Flair's kid. I think Charlotte okay, so I will not tell a lie. When the end of this match first happened, I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. But I went home and I was like, let me rewatch this because I want to give this a fair shot. I think Charlotte is super interesting because there are so many because WWE is sold so now. There are several dynasty families. Yeah. We have the dynasties of the Rhodes. We have the dynasties of the Ortons. We have the dynasties of so many other people. And if it's a man in a dynasty, there's a little bit of like, let me, you know, I'm not my father, but I need to stand up for him. If a woman is a dynasty, it is much different. It's Yeah, she doesn't deserve it. She She's, doesn't deserve you know. it. This spoiled, you know, little princess. Is she even a good wrestler? Blah, blah, blah. And women already generally have to fight that in wrestling hmm. because... And in everything. And in everything. Yes. Very excellent point. Uh, um, but so it's interesting because even though she does have this line of nepotism, that's oddly somehow more for her to fight. So I thought, I think she handles it really well. I think she, her entrance was incredible. What was cool for us, again, being there was watching them set up the entrances. So we saw the smoke coming out for her first before everything turned gold. And that was like, oh, what the fuck is going to happen? I don't know what's happening here. So when everything turns gold, it was just so overwhelming because it's just, if you've seen the musical, you know that there's a showstopper in it. And basically every entrance was going out of its way to be a showstopper. Mm. Um, the, so the, the only thing that I think bothered the both of us about that match is that Oscar tapped. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I'm fine with Charlotte winning. I like Charlotte. I like her better as a heel. Um, I don't love her as a face, but she's a really good wrestler. She's incredibly athletic. Um, her body is so crazy. Yeah, she's crazy jacked. Um, and she can do incredible things, and I love watching her. I, I loved all of her matches against Sasha. I hope uh, Asuka gets a rematch because I, I think they work so well together. They clearly have incredible chemistry. Like I said, this was my favorite match of the night. But I was a little bit annoyed that I'm fine with Charlotte winning. I wish it had ended in a pinfall yeah. instead of a submission because like Asuka's whole thing is that she's tough. Like... She doesn't tap. You could maybe hold her down for a little bit, but having her tap, I, I don't know. I, I just felt like it doesn't, I think that it hurts the character more than just a pinfall. Yeah. Like, cause the whole thing was she's on this crazy streak. She's on fire and everything. 
if you have her lose in a pinfall to Charlotte, it makes Charlotte look good, but it doesn't make Asuka look weak. Yes. And I feel like having her tap makes her look weak. Yeah. And she's not weak. She beat everybody else on the roster. So she beat the shit out of everyone in this room. Right. Well, that too. Yeah. But she beat everybody on the women's roster that she's faced. So having her tap makes all those other women look weak by association. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I was a little bummed out by it. I thought Charlotte's bridge at the end to pin was beautiful. Like she's so good. If you haven't rewatched that yet, I'm going to suggest that you too, because because we were so far away, we didn't see that her bridge pin was on one arm. Like she was doing the bridge on one arm. She was on one arm. She was her other arm was fucked up and bleeding and she was holding. She basically like was holding herself at the wrist with her other arm. She did it on one arm. That's awesome. I I love Asuka. I'm so sad she lost. It was incredible. The, it was absolutely if, incredible. Like the way the match played out too. It was everything about it was good. Even the way Asuka accepted her loss was good. That's what I was going to say is uh, one of the things I liked about this and that I like about um, especially when like two faces are fighting is it allows the people playing the characters to have a genuine moment where they congratulate each other. Where like a lot of times if it's a face and a heel, you can't do that because it it um, doesn't go with their characters. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine the bond that two people have performing on a stage this big, especially like in their industry, like this is it. This is the biggest stage. The biggest thing you can possibly do in your career is perform at WrestleMania. And so... The fact that they got to hug at the end and like are clearly sharing this like really emotional moment. They're clearly really proud of the work that they've just done. Oh, yeah. So I I really like being able to see that because, you know, the biggest crowd I've ever performed for is not even, you know, a sliver of a percentage of the amount of people in the Superdome. And even that is like something that is really hard to explain to people who haven't done it. And so like going through something on this scale with another person, it's got to bond you really tightly. And, you know, even if you're not like friends or whatever, like you've just done this thing together. Yeah. And I was thinking about that a lot through the night. I was thinking about it with, um, with this match and then also with, uh, AJ and Nakamura, since I know they'd known each other for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... and also, um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan who've known each other for like a decade and who have wrestled each other in the middle of nowhere for like 20 bucks. (laughs) The fact that they were able to be his return match, like, I don't know. It was just something that was on my mind the whole night was like how surreal this must feel for them and how cool it must be. Yeah. I, uh, we have Asuka's entrance also we should touch on. Oh yeah. It was awesome. As always. It's just the, the charisma. She's just like this vision of textiles. Yeah. It was just like she was there. She was dressed as a conqueror. She was dressed as like she's a conqueror and Charlotte is a crusader. Yeah. Like it was just it was really, really cool imagery. And I really just loved all of it. And uh, it should have been at the top of the map. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think honestly and we're going to get there, but I think the women had the best matches of the night. Like, yeah. And it's really like I hope that they're main eventing soon because it, they just, they're doing such good work. And, you know, I like these, it, this match was, I think, my favorite because it was the spectacle of the entrances matched the spectacle of the actual wrestling, which is not always the case. Nope. So I, I just really enjoyed it. Um, I'm very stoked for them. 
I'm excited to see where um, Asuka goes now, now that her streak has broken. Um, should be interesting. I am... Um... I think we're probably eventually going to have an Asuka heel and she's going to be great at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back and watch Charlotte as a heel now, too. She's a lot of fun. She seems like so much she fun. She does like, she has like the best like stank face. Like, oh, her bitch face is it. so good. Her bitch face <laughs> looks great. And then this kind of guy, they had, they had the John Cena thing where he ran up the aisle because prior to this, John Cena yes. was, you know, quote, end quote, sitting in the audience. He was, quote, watching as a fan. That was like it the was thing that kept so saying. It was so funny. <laughs> it was like the John Cena stuff was legitimately funny. The ref came forward and whispered something in his ear that was clearly like, the Undertaker is here. And then he shot up. Oh, yeah? I it, thought he was getting kicked out. No, no. It's that he was told that Undertaker was there here and he had to run backstage to put on different shorts. <laughs> <laughs> But they did that, and then they sort of, like, after that, it was the Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, Rusev match. Snooze fest, bathroom break. Which is where, well, so I stayed around for Aiden English. Yeah, we love Aiden. <laughs> we love Aiden. I love Rusev, too. I love Rusev. I'm I was, sorry, Rusev, that you were in this match, because <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just think all these guys are boring, except for Rusev and Aiden English. You know, nothing to say, really. Yeah. Uh, the Bobby Roode's theme song is fun. Bobby Roode's, I watched the entrances. No, I specifically walked out when Orton was there, just because I can't fucking stand Orton for I, a rainbow of reasons. This uh, Bobby Roode reminds me of, like, because he comes out in this robe, and I just think he looks like, you know, when you're a kid and you sleep over at your friend's house and their dad is like in a bathrobe for way too long and it's, and it's like really uncomfortable. And yeah. Yeah. That's like how Bobby Roode looks to me all the time. <laughs> it's just like a dad in a bathrobe. And so you're like, yeah, come on, man. I went to the bathroom during this match and then I became very, very grateful for a white guy in dreads because I met Juice Robinson. Yeah, Juice Robinson. <laughs> and like I saw him in the line for the bathroom and I was like... Hey man, big fan, and consciously was like, when he's going into the bathroom is not when you give him your business card for yeah. your podcast. Yeah. And then you came running out and we met him and he was a very sweet boy. He was in the beer line at this point. He had peed. He had peed. So he was, it was okay. He had an empty bladder. Uh, but it was just, he was, he was chill. He was super nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, and you watched uh, Gender win. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which who gives a shit really? Gender's fine. I mean, at least Randy Orton didn't win. But. Yeah. Was, I suppose that's cool. <laughs> I would have been happier with the Rusev win that I missed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev, a Rusev win would have been fun. I do also like WWE never does it well because they always make it racist. But I do like a I do like a f non American winning a U.S. title. I think that's like fun. I think that's a fun heel idea. I just wish they would do it without always making it uh, jingoistic, offensive. Yeah. yeah. I I think I want Jinder's character to be better than he is is basically my big takeaway on gender at this point it's see like, I like his character I wish he was a better wrestler that's my <laughs> thing I don't think he's a very good wrestler but he's I love his face um, he's hot he's I just think he makes good like angry faces yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just he, his facial expressions are really good I think he's like I think he and the Singh brothers are like really funny like I, I like the character stuff I don't like what they're giving him to do, which is like very boilerplate foreigner heel stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is that like, I think he's funny. I think he's a fun presence in his entrance, but there's kind of not a lot of denying that a lot of it is rooted in very classic WWE style racism. Yeah. Um, 
His entrance theme fucking bangs, though. Yeah, it's dude. really good. It do. <laughs> so moving on from that, we have the Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon uh, match, which I also kind of performatively was like, I'm going to go for a lap of the Superdome because fuck uh, Ronda Rousey's a transphobic Sandy truther. So and we will talk about we will go back to this at the end of the episode to talk about it a little more in depth. But there we like AJ Styles, right? AJ Styles is a homophobic flat earther. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we like he's really good at wrestling. Is he also a flat earther? Yeah. What is? Yeah, he's a dumbass. He's a, a stupid, stupid idiot. Bitch. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he's a dumb fucking idiot. Ronda Rousey, similar, dumb fucking idiot. But turns out she can actually wrestle really well. She, which put, is annoying. It's annoying to say the least. I was really f- bummed out because I was like, God damn it! I actually really like this match, and the fact that it was good was such a surprise because you have. Ronda Rousey, who no one has ever seen wrestle and has not been training for very long. You have two semi-retired guys in their 40s, Triple H and Kurt Angle. And you have Vince McMahon's daughter. And you have Stephanie McMahon, who is not a wrestler. And the fact that they put on one of the best shows of the of the whole night, it I think it really speaks to how how much wrestling is more than just a display of technical skill. You have to structure a match appropriately. Mm-hmm. You have to be telling a compelling story. And that was why this was good. Yeah. Like it's, there were spots in it that were good. Like obviously Kurt Angle and Triple H like can wrestle. They're yeah. old, but they can wrestle. But like Rhonda really pulled her weight. She Kurt's did really face well. was fucked up. And what w- fucked up when yeah, I saw, you him. saw him at the airport, I saw him <laughs> at the airport and he looks like a honey baked ham. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he had this big fucking mark on his face from yeah. the match. He was, there was a lot more blood at the entirety of WrestleMania than I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, the thing that was so exciting in this match and that got the biggest pop was that they actually did some intergender wrestling, which never happens at WWE. They don't usually let women and men wrestle each other. Like, I can't remember the last time they did it. The promo package for this was really fun, too, because once you told me it was good, I sat down and I watched it when I got home. Oh, yeah. Um, The promo package was a lot of fun. They set it up pretty well. They set it up very much like a boxing match because Mm -hmm. that's what she's at home at. I think Ronda was good. I don't think she sells that well. Yeah. Um, Again, I was far away, so I don't really know. If you rewatch it, you'll see it. I mean, I think she has the means to become a good wrestler and I think everyone who doesn't like her will have the means and tenacity to say transphobic Sandy Hook yeah either. she's a piece of shit like yeah. don't get me wrong yeah but she's a piece of shit that put Triple H on her shoulders which is like dope <laughs> unfortunately that was very cool this is this is the thing too is like she sucks obviously but I'm hoping this will open the door for more intergender stuff in WWE because I think it's a really compelling angle yeah and you have people in your company who are known for this like you have although I guess Kimberly got released but you have you have Candice LeRae who like made her name doing intergender stuff I would do you know I we would both scream if Candice and Miz fought you know who I want Candice to fight is fucking Almas <gasps> you know oh yeah that was so good get back get back at him for fucking up her husband oh we're fantasy booking now <laughs> I we're know, getting we're there sorry. we're going there we're going there <laughs> I agree though but I think Candice and Almas and Candice and Miz you think Candice and Miz would be good all right. Absolutely. <laughs> that would that would fucking kick ass. But I, yeah, that's 
that's that's that match. <laughs> I think it's interesting though, because like as soon as I saw this, I like lost my mind because I like intergender wrestling. I think it's really cool. But we were talking to uh, Rachel's friend Mitch after this, and he was saying he was like, I really was uncomfortable with that. I do, I don't like intergender wrestling, and I was just like, and he was reading it as like, oh, sexist WWE. Like this makes me really uncomfortable. Like a woman getting beat up by a man makes me really uncomfortable. And my first reaction to that was like, fuck that, intergender wrestling. Like, it's awesome. Women yeah. can do anything. But I, I understand that um, perspective on it. And I think, and perhaps um, if you're someone who's sensitive to discussions of domestic violence, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds in, uh, in the podcast because I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I understand why intergender wrestling echoes dynamics of abuse that people might experience in their lives Mm -hmm. and not want to see in their entertainment. I will say as a person who has been close to it and grew up witnessing it, I did not feel that way, but it's also completely okay that if somebody who grew up within similar circumstances sees it that way. Yeah. I think those, I think there's, it's just like a valid standpoint. Yeah. It's just something that I hadn't really considered. Um, because I'm like, it's fun. Like women can do anything. It's wrestling isn't real. Therefore women can like, therefore a tiny lady can kick triple H's ass. Like, yeah. Why can't this fantasy world have that within it? Yeah. But I understand why it makes some people uncomfortable. Um, yeah. so I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was interesting. Cause I, I just hadn't thought about it until Mitch said it that like, he he was like, no, I don't like watching a woman get beat up by a man. Okay. And if you were a person who was skipping ahead to avoid that, here's a great place to hop back in. <laughs> You're safe. You're, You're back. You're safe. You're back. We're, we have moved on from that topic. Uh, after the Rousey Triple H match. So, yeah, the next thing was um, a wonderful fake out that <laughs> I think everybody really enjoyed. So the next thing was John Cena in the ring. And, uh, you know, yeah, we get the John Cena entrance. He does the same thing he's been doing for the last like month where he's calling out Undertaker. And then the stadium goes black and everyone's like, he's here. Undertaker is here or everywhere. You could, it's the only thing you see is the glow of like a million phones lighting up for video or Instagram stories or periscopes for our fellow, um, you know, scumbags out there. (laughs) And then, so the arena goes dark and then you hear the strums of Elias's entrance (laughs) and everyone's like, Oh my God, (laughs) it is so funny. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you can hear a cat screaming. That's in the Jerry being Elias. Jerry is, <laughs> loves Elias. <laughs> and for the person who wanted us to get Jerry on the show, we just did it. Yeah, um, you heard him. Uh, what I like, it's everyone's, what I like about Elias is Elias is kind of an, Elias's bit here was kind of an argument for audience participation because the audience was so happy to hate him. That's <laughs> the fun thing about seeing him because this is my second time seeing him. Everyone loves him, so he comes out and everyone cheers him. <laughs> and then he starts doing his Elias thing. <laughs> and, and it immediately turns to booze, like, because he's just so fun at, like, insulting the town he's in. And, he, you know, it's the classic cheap heat heel stuff, but it's so funny when set to, like, shitty open mic guitar playing. <laughs> It's so funny. That's what you were saying. You were like, wow, he actually learned a song. And then he stopped playing when he realized that people liked it. Yeah. He's, well, that's the thing is like, he actually is pretty good at guitar, but he used to not be. And I thought it was a better gimmick when he like, wasn't good. Has he ever fought Aiden in like a weird dorky musical standoff? I don't know, but I would love that. 
I would pay money. <laughs> really fun. I would pay I would pay American dollars for that. <laughs> he did fight Braun once and so Elias comes out with a guitar and naturally Braun is so much bigger, he came out with an upright bass. Oh yeah, they fought each other a couple like a month yeah, and a half yeah. ago. They, I like, still put each other through drum sets they, and stuff. They fought each other the night of the Bachelor finale and I was like, right. I have to ride out the Bachelor. <laughs> and I still have to go back and watch it because I heard it was a lot of fun. Uh it's well, because he also has that he has that great line of like, here I am, the person you paid to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, great. He's so he's so dry and like <laughs> you can see the joy in his face. Yeah, too. he like, clearly he loves, loves it. pissing people off. It was so fun and and it actually it worked out really great because he and Cena have been kind of having a feud since like Christmas almost. So it 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 kind of made sense for that story for him to come out too. And then he comes out and Cena beats him up, and then you know he leaves. <laughs> he's wearing this incredible house. Yeah, he's dress. wearing like a <laughs> dressing gown. Yeah, he it's uh, so good. Which I would also wear. It looks like excellent. We're gonna. It looked like excellent Forever Twenty One spring wear. Yeah, <laughs> WWE make that merch because we'd buy it. I would buy it way more because when I was out, because when I was out doing my laps during um, Orton and Rousey, I was looking at the merch, considering buying something, and like. Their merch is so bad. I know. it's So much of it is so ugly. The only thing I was willing to buy was a youth size Voodoo O's shirt, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> probably because, which is probably good because I don't have any money left. Uh, so the, the Elias fake out was wonderful. It was, it was great. Everybody really enjoyed it. Um, so anyway, he beats up Elias, and then. Finally, then. Undertaker comes out. An old man is here. An old man is here, <laughs> rising from the floor as flames go off. It was fucking awesome. Um, Those flames were wild. I hit the vape pen during it, and I was like, <laughs> this is me living my best life, getting stoned to shit during the Undertaker entrance. Um, you also had time, too, because his entrance is like fucking an eon. Yeah. It, you could write Ulysses exit, during the Undertaker's entrance. His entrance and exit were twice as long as his match, which is how it should be. I can't believe they did all of this right. Like, I was so worried about the fact that it was going to be John Cena versus Undertaker. I, and maybe it was sad to watch on TV. I haven't watched it. It's mostly just very funny. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he's just like a red old man. Yeah. <laughs> a red old man who looks like Frasier. <laughs> That's who he is. I, um, my thing, my favorite tweet I saw about Undertaker's entrance was from friend of the show, Jude, who said, get you a man who can last as long in bed as Undertaker's entrance. Because <laughs> it's flicking forever. It's so long. It's so good. It's so dramatic. Yeah. It's the most like Baroque, like over the top thing and then yeah and then it's a squash match he just beats John Cena like immediately which is fucking brilliant (laughs) it's so funny and then like John Cena as a midlife crisis experiencing like directionless jobber is so funny and good he's so good at it it's I I know I'm a mark for so many reasons but I'm such a mark for like this like personal like inquiring into the into the self John Cena of yeah like, I don't know where I am in this company like he had that incredible Jesus and Miro interview yeah which like when I the entire time I was watching it I kept pausing and being like I want him as a guest on our show because he gets it yeah and like the fact that he was like I'm playing out the end of my reign here I'm he's clearly sad to be leaving he's yeah, clearly well, sad that he's done he just the fact that he's like not 
you know, big match John anymore. He's not like the top guy. Like having him reckon with that in his character is like so fun. Yeah. And he's clearly up to it as a performer. Side note, we've both heard uh, Cockblockers is good. Yeah. Everybody says it's a good movie. So it's, go see it, I this guess. This is a year of surprises. <laughs> if you had told like 2017 Rachel, hey, you're really going to love Game Night. you I would have been like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Game Night is also good. Um, <laughs> we'll but probably see Blockers. I have movie pass. It's apparently good, really good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this was really fun. I, I Like I said, I'm, I'm shocked that they did everything correctly where they just had, you know, Undertaker's entrance and exit being 10 minutes and then he beats John Cena right away. It it's leaves like a three minute match. Yeah, it leaves John Cena open for like an interesting storyline. It was a great cameo. We got all the things we love about The Undertaker. Um, and I thought this was like a great sort of mid-show um, moment. And then they sort of went into like a long extended period of like non-wrestling stuff. Yeah, which was great for everyone's bathroom and beer needs. Exactly. So then the next match we wanted to talk about was the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon match, Uh, which was very exciting. Did you cry? I I got weepy. I didn't get weepy, but I, I felt like I was having a religious experience. Like it's like joining the best cult. Yeah. In the formal sense of. Getting together with 70,000 people who are all so full of emotion and who are all expressing that emotion, doing the same thing in a chant is a really, really special thing. And it really did feel transcendent and special. It and makes me understand. It made me understand cults. Yeah. It really, it's <laughs> a really beautiful communal experience. Uh. And, like someone tweeted that people got engaged during his entrance, which <laughs> is like so beautiful. It, it was really, really special. And he, you know, knowing the story, like I'm so glad we watched the WrestleMania 30 and stuff. I'm so this. grateful that we did that episode. And I'm so grateful that I knew the context instead of being like, yeah, other people are pointing in the air. Like, it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it was really, really special to be there for that. Um, when he was actually wrestling and not doing, and in your words first, a, a pretty distasteful sort of character thing with him hitting his head. Yeah, I... I'm of two minds about this because there were there was a number of there were a number of things in this match that involved match storytelling via real illnesses and injuries. There were a lot of blows to Shane McMahon's stomach, and he'd just been in the hospital for gastritis. I think. Yeah, that was not. And worked. then yeah, and at the beginning, uh, Daniel Bryan hitting his head and having to be like carried off, and part of me is like, this is really distasteful because people die doing this, you know, like this is really, they could have died doing this. Yeah. Part of me feels that way. But then the other part of me is like, maybe I just don't like this. Cause it's forcing me to confront the fact that this thing I like kills everyone who does it. Yeah. Like, so, you know, how mad can I really be when I'm the person who watches this stuff and it, like, yeah, people hit their heads and, and die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm of two minds about it, but it definitely, it didn't really add to the story for me. It kind of took me out of it and it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. But I will say that he is on top of his game again. He was awesome. Yeah, he was great. Pale goat man. He's, he's His thighs are huge, (laughs) huge. Um, and he's back to being, you know, wrestler Jesus. Uh, I was sad that we didn't get to see 
the Sammy Kevin entrance because I mean it's from what we heard like even the cameras didn't pick up what happened but I guess they were under the ring yeah it was sort of hard to figure out from where we were sitting I felt really bad for um, the people we were with because they really really wanted to see Sammy's entrance yeah because we had flat Sammy with us too yeah um but I mean they it was a fun match I liked that they uh didn't win Sammy and Kevin yeah yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think you're gonna have Daniel Bryan come back and not win. Yeah, like that would be fucked up. I kind of like assumed that they wouldn't. Um, I thought they they were gonna lose, and he was gonna be like, "You've learned manners, son," <laughs> and that was gonna be it. And they didn't do that. So that but fun. that I'm interested to see where it's gonna go because the whole idea was if they lose, they get fired. So like, they're fired now. Like, what now? You know, what now for Sammy and Kevin? I I wish I don't know. I'm very happy. That we got to see Daniel Bryan's return. And like I said earlier, I'm really happy that um, Sammy and Kevin got to be the people that were with him during that because they have such a, you know, their relationship goes back so far. Yeah. They must have been really honored to be given that match. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of bummed because I think the original plan a few months ago was to do Sammy versus Kevin at WrestleMania, which I think probably would have been a better match from a wrestling standpoint. I, I think like... Because everyone was just into Daniel Bryan, the the show became very uneven because it was just like, we're killing time until Daniel's back in. And then when Daniel's back in, he's just beating everybody up. Yeah. And there's not like a story. There's not like a fighting from underneath. There's not a, you know, there's, there's not like a dynamic story being told through wrestling. It's just like... Daniel Bryan's back. Look how great it is, which is great. But I, I just, I know those performers are capable of so much more. I, w- I thought it was really interesting the different seeing that right after the Undertaker match too, mm-hmm. because there's definite points in like the three minutes that the that Undertaker is wrestling that you can see that John Cena is very concerned about him and wants to make sure that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Like there's a point where Undertaker is walking on the ropes of the ring and. Cena's just balancing him whereas I never saw that I never saw any point where there was any sort of body language of like hey are you good like mm-hmm. they didn't have to worry they knew he was going to kick their asses mm-hmm. um, and he's like that they the sort of the the parallels of those two being set up whether or not it was intentional yeah. were very very interesting that is interesting um, and so I just seeing Daniel Bryan was cool yeah it was yeah, awesome it was I'm awesome. so excited he's back yeah I can't wait to see what he does I hope yeah. he uh remains well yeah me too <laughs> i'm just still very worried about him i'm not gonna i'm never gonna not be worried about him <laughs> and maybe that's part of why they included the stuff with him getting his head hit well yeah they knew it would resonate with people because yeah. everybody's so worried about that yeah i do think the oddness of the operation yes be, like the yes movement being changed into operative yes was very weird <laughs> but it cracked me up I guess is like is the best way to put about it and then after this we had one of the other great matches of the night we had Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss yeah 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 I really liked this um you know their angle has been kind of distasteful but the match itself was great Nia god bless her finally has better ring gear she's working her way up yeah it's not the best it's gonna be she could be in better ring gear but like but I like this is it's so much better yeah. is all I'm saying I would I would wear that as like a bathing suit like I like it Ooh. yeah I think it's cute I think it's like I would wear Rhonda's ring gear as a bathing suit yeah me too she looked cool she looked cool <laughs> sorry we're sorry <laughs> but yeah I thought Nia looked really cool um I, I thought uh, the match was great. Again, clearly people who with a lot of trust for each other, they're best friends in real life, so I'm really glad they got to have I this really experience together. I really liked Alexa's entrance 
because she's only she's only five she's like she's five like one. five foot nothing yeah five foot nothing so they had her come up on a pedestal to make yeah. her as tall as possible and that was cracking me up <laughs> i would pay some money to give naya a different theme song yeah we don't like her theme song i'm Lame. not like most girls yeah. already is a tired trope shitty really shitty catchphrase it's garbage double shitty when the implication is that most girls aren't big and fat yeah like, guess what we live in america most girls are like naya yeah most more girls, girls are, are like, like naya, naya than like alexa yeah and it's okay to be either of those girls yeah, yeah, yeah and it's okay to be a girl who isn't either of those girls yeah like it's just the implications behind it are bullshit it's lame it's very lame i don't like her theme song either um I'm it's glad a drag. We agree. yeah no i don't like it <laughs> Um, but I liked the match and I really liked how emotional she was when she won. That really got me. Like Aww. I got a little choked up cause you know, again, like I haven't liked the storyline. I, I don't like the theme song. I don't like the catchphrase, but it's hard to deny that it's really cool that like the women can have a monster heel now, you know? And they're, she's not even heel anymore. She's a face. Like, yeah. Alexa's a heel, you know, like, but that she Alexa's can be... a great heel. She's a wonderful heel, yeah. She was a great heel before this bad storyline. Yeah. No, she is, like, her character is, is so good, um, and she's so good at playing it, but it's just cool that, like, we can have a character like Naya who... They announce her weight when she comes in. Yeah. Like, they don't do that with most women, and it's not... You know, it's seen as like part of what makes her, her cool power. and interesting and powerful. Yeah. Is that she, you know, she weighs like 270 pounds. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I do fucking watch out. Like, I don't know. The fact that she's able to do that and still be sexy, too, is very cool to me. I assume she's tall as fuck, too. Yeah, she is. I mean, yeah. she's I think she's like six feet tall. Yeah, cause she's a former model and you have to be tall. Yeah. To model. Um, but yeah, I just like I really liked it. I really liked the emotion behind it. I was psyched that she won. Um I think she's still like a little green wrestling wise. Like I, I think she's like not the most skilled woman on the roster. Or yeah, anything. they mostly just kind of have her throw everyone around. She just yeah, she does a lot of Samoan drops. She's you know she's big and scary and she's good at it. But like I think she still has room to develop. But I think she will. Yeah. So yeah, this was very cool. This is fun match. I uh, I'm still not a fan of Alexa's makeup, but it worked for me at the end because I rewatched this one too. And the way it's smeared when she was fucked up by mm -hmm. Naya really worked for like the selling of the story. Um, Her and, facial expressions at the end were really great. Yeah. Yeah. She was awesome. I really liked them. I, uh, also really hope that this storyline, like we've, we've sort of talked about this a little bit. Um, I hope that this storyline is something that they have talked over as friends beforehand Yeah, to be like, hi, I love you before we go perform this, you know, grody thing. Yeah. It's a thing that could potentially be very hurtful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully this, her winning is the end of the storyline. I'm hoping. Yeah. I think, uh, WWE, they can be stupid, but I don't think they would see the response to this and continue to double down on being stupid. But maybe that maybe I'm being naive. Yeah, I th I don't think that they take into account what people like us think. Uh, I really don't. Unfortunately, we're more and more vocal, though. That's true. true. It's true. It's a growing number of people. But yeah, I, I think that the response to the storyline has not been roundly negative. I think it's been negative in our corner of Twitter, but not in uh, I always not forget, in wrestling fans. I large. forget that we're a micro cosm yeah. and not a macro or even a regular size cosm. You know. Yep. 
Uh, a regular size cosm. We're just a cosm. That should be the name of this episode. A regular size cosm. <laughs> yep. Meryl, hi. Meryl's got in both of our laps for this episode, which has been great because she's a fun cat. Uh, for us, a big draw of tonight, we did a whole episode about it, was AJ and Nakamura. Yeah, and then uh, it kind of sucked. Yeah. It wasn't good, I thought. I. You liked it more than me, I think. I rewatched it and it was a match that was shot for TV. It certainly wasn't the caliber that I was expecting out of what I watched prior to. It, the pacing was weird. The timing was weird. They didn't let you, the audience, build who they were. They just kind of were hoping that you would like buy into their mythos. On a positive note, we did see an incredible entrance out of Nakamura. Yeah, entrance ruled. So where we were sitting, we could see them setting up the entrance and we see a bunch of drum kits being rolled out and people were like, oh, fuck, is fucking Kid Rock playing? And I was like, if that happens, I'm grabbing everybody beers. And then I was like, wait, nope. I see 10 cute little violinists coming out and then our entire section started vibrating. We were just buzzing, ready, like waiting for this insane entrance. And it was great. I loved his entrance. It was so fun. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was super cool. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was. Yeah. Like I'm, when I saw, I was like, oh, he's like really tall. Yeah, he's really tall. But I I do think that while I loved his entrance and I'm probably going to, I think it was the best men's entrance of the night. I will say, I think his theme is better served with a single violinist hmm. like it was at um, uh, NXT. The Smackdown I made you at watch. The, uh, yeah, the Smackdown. I think it's better served because he's such a powerhouse performer and presence to just give him room in the space to be this weird, wiggly rock star. I don't um, know. I liked the violins because I felt like you had the one person for him to interact with in the guitarist. Yeah. So I, I liked that. I, I thought the entrance was really good. I was losing my shit during it, but having watched both, I You just, want the one. I think that just might be who I am like in terms of my musical taste, too, mm -hmm. that it's just... Because they're both just powerful. He's an incredible entrance. And kind of good that uh, AJ had to follow that because it's just, you can't follow that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like AJ's entrance too. It's definitely not as theatrical, but I really like his theme song. So I was excited I got to sing along to his like shitty Southern rock or Southern hip hop yeah. theme song. I enjoyed it. Won't, won't. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I like both these guys a lot, but then yeah, the match just... It felt like they didn't have any chemistry, which is weird because they've wrestled together so many times. Yeah, I think maybe it was a case of in acting I've done before where if you over rehearse or over interact, you actually lose your chemistry and you have to do a lot more work to get it back. Yeah, maybe. I, there are some spots in it that I think are cool in the way that sm only smart wrestling can be cool. There's a part where... Like, AJ had some really cool counters to Nakamura's moves. Like, obviously, the end, when he counters the knee into a Styles Clash is, like, really cool. But it just felt like there was no story. I didn't know what the, what the motivations of the characters were. Like, I didn't know, like, I, you know. And obviously, like, the motivation can just be who wants to win. But as far as, like... It didn't seem like either of them were targeting a particular like limb or part of the yeah. body or like something that would make it cohesive as a match with a beginning, middle and end. It felt like 
it felt like it never got going. It was yeah. like, it just never built into anything. You thought it was going to build like a New Japan match. Yeah. And then it just cut. Yeah, like it started and I was like, oh, okay, they're doing what they do in New Japan where they like wrestle for 20 minutes without anything happening. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and I like, in New Japan, that gets a little annoying after a while. But in this, I was like, that's like a good troll to like do that at a WWE main event, wrestle it like it's a New Japan main event. But then, yeah, it just... It just never went anywhere. And I think that, um, I've honestly, if I got to blame one person, I blame Nakamura. Like, I think that he, he has this, they, and they say it on commentary, but it's a perfect word for him. He has a ranginess about him. He's, his limbs are so long and you know, he's this like wiggly, like weird guy. But if he's not, if he's not like putting a hundred percent in that sort of like, wiggly swagger stuff just looks sloppy and tired mm. and he looks sloppy and tired in this to me like when he's um there's some there's a moment when he gets like a lot of close offense in on AJ and it just looks sloppy it looked like he wasn't trying and I'm so, like I'm bummed because I really want to like him but I was just very disappointed in this match yeah I was generally disappointed in this match I think Nak is going to be an incredible heel. <laughs> I'm so excited for Nakamura as a heel. Um, but, and we will say that I did call it. Yeah, Rachel totally called it. Uh, <laughs> Rachel was like, he's going to turn heel, he's going to turn heel. And Mitch was like, I don't know if he has the English to be a heel. And then as soon as he said that, he got a Nakamura kicked and punched AJ in the balls. <laughs> you don't need English to hit someone in the nards. Um, I like how... AJ oversold getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny because he's just got this shell-shocked, like, whoa. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, if he doesn't start wrestling better, he's going to have to be a really, really good heel for me to be invested in him again. Ooh. Like, I'm just so sold on, sold on him that, like, maybe I'll eat my words if he starts to, you know, stink it up. But I, uh, I the, one of the best parts of this match for me in terms of good stuff they did is when he stops and just screams, like, come at me or whatever it was. Where yeah. he, that was a great moment. Um, he just, like, he does that in, like, every match. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's really fun to watch. It is fun. It's and fun I've to yell. I've seen him wrestle a few times. Yeah. So, like, it's still fresh <laughs> for me. Uh, but I think we were both bummed by this match. Yeah, and, like, granted, we had very high expectations for sure. But, um, yeah, it just really failed to deliver on pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, luckily, uh, the next match we watched was super fun. It was Braun Strowman plus uh, new hero Nicholas versus The Bar. <laughs> it was great. I had only seen Braun at Elimination Chamber. And it's already so. it was already so fun watching these guys walk through their entrances and see who's a little smaller than expected and see who's large and, like... Braun is so overwhelmingly large. He's so big. That he just, and I met him at the airport. He's so big that all you can do is just laugh. <laughs> He's just funny to look he at. He cannot hide like he was he could not be inconspicuous because he's so big <laughs> he's so large like everyone in the airport even if they don't follow wrestling was like oh that must be a wrestling guy. yeah well because i was so tired because we were at the airport at four o'clock in the morning and i see like a big guy walk in like the corner of my eye and i was like that's a fucking wrestler and i was like wait that is that i'm tired is that Braun Strowman? i don't know and i was like nate is that Braun Strowman?" and he was like i don't know who that is <laughs> um and then i googled his tattoos and was like holy shit that is a matching bad tattoo 
that is Braun Strowman. Oh my God. Uh, and then I wasn't going to go. I was like, I have to go up to him. I can't do this. And then I saw somebody else do it. And once those floodgates are opened, you got to. But he was wearing, to his credit, he was wearing a bright yellow tank top in the airport at four o'clock in the morning with zebra print luggage on a cart. I assume for like a girlfriend or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you have zebra print luggage, it's never getting lost on the baggage carousel. Would you steal Braun Strowman's luggage? No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. But I just mean, if you have like a generic black carry-on case, it's going to be harder to find. Yeah, zebra luggage. I tie ribbons on mine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he just, he refused to shake anybody's hands. He just fist bumped, which, you know what? Hygiene. Travel a lot. Gotta be, gotta be uh, healthy. Uh, Kurt Angle's daughter, I think it was his daughter, uh, was actually saying like, why are you shaking people's hands? I to heard, Kurt? To Kurt. Um, like, you should be fist bumping people. You're going to get sick. Like, I Aww. heard her say that to him. Um, but he was also kind of shell-shocked. But Braun was a total sweetie. Uh, I had to stand up on my toes to barely clear my face in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just a sweetheart. And he was doing laps of the terminal. Not even of just, like, his gait. I saw him go out and like walk around and I saw him doing laps and saying hi to everybody and he is having a fantastic time being That makes me really happy. And he's really good at it. Like he was just just a charm all the way through. I'm just really glad that they have allowed him to be funny because I think sometimes like WWE gets these big dudes like this and they try to make them sort of fearsome and he's definitely fearsome. He's definitely strong. They've built him up as a strong competitor the name is basically literally strong man yeah (laughs) and like they they've booked him well and he's scary still but they've let him do a lot of like comedy and he's really funny and he like the way he plays the comedy he plays it so straight that it's just it's so fun and i feel like a lot of times what's missing from WWE particularly in their main event scene is fun and he's so fun and like that just goes with with this tag match the first thing I thought when Braun picked this child out of the audience to be his tag partner was so many people I hate are so mad right now and I'm so happy (laughs) like this is the kind of shit that infuriates the type of wrestling fan that I don't like because they don't like fun they're never gonna have anything as weird as spring break at at Wrestlemania sure but this was as weird this was weird yeah, it was weird. It like I, I think I tweeted. I was like, "This is some indie wrestling shit." Like, yeah, that's this was exactly very surprising that WWE would do this. Oh, and I'm rocks. so gl- I'm so happy to be surprised. You yeah, know? he uh, and you know what, Nicholas did a really great job. I have to say, <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah, we've both been like Nicholas <laughs> for like three days. <laughs> yeah, I've it was just great. Been saying it to the cats, and they'll just <laughs> stare at me. Um, Nicholas. It was so fun. The crowd loved it. Everyone was chanting for Nicholas. It was great. I liked the people who were like, pick WrestleSplania. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one person who was like, pick Kath. And I was like, there are two of us. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> although I would say if Braun were to come forward, I would say you. Just Aw, thank know. you. Although thank I you. am the one who's vocally said I'm willing to take bumps. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You'd probably do a better job. Oh, my God. Uh, it was... Well, also, the bar were great, too. Their entrance was great. Yeah, one of my favorite... Um, there were two of my favorite moments had to do with the bar's entrance. Um, so they come in on a parade float, and they have, like, these people in, like, mascot heads, like, it's on Mardi the parade Gras float. Theme. Exactly. Mardi Gras theme. They're throwing beads into the crowd. And then um, Braun comes out, 
and uh, scatters all of the people in the mascot heads. They run away afraid. The funniest part was the guy with the king head yeah. making his exit. So it's this dude in this oversized head holding it on and doing a weird little jog and off like, stage. J- yeah, like running to the side of the stage to get out of the way. It was very funny. And then... <laughs> Braun Strowman, in true Braun Strowman fashion, tips over the parade float and throws it off the stage. And then for the next, like... Ten minutes? Through all of the Braun-Nicholas bar match and into a little bit of the main event, I think, crew is trying to get the parade float out of from where Braun threw it. (laughs) He threw it too hard! They, like, can't get it. It's so funny. (laughs) There was originally, like, two guys there to go it, and then I see one of them on the radio and four more come out, (laughs) and then more had to come out, and it was just... I'm shocked at it. I'm sure that at one point they would have just gotten John Cena to get it out himself. (laughs) I have to say, for how long the event was, that was placed perfectly. It was a nice break between the seriousness of AJ Nakamura and then the seriousness of the main event, which again, we did not watch. (laughs) We left to beat the crowd. It was a good decision. We did leave as the, this is awful chance we're starting. And I just like turned around and nodded at the arena. Like it was my son and I was proud of it. Yeah. (laughs) We watched uh, the entrances and we watched like, we watched bronze suplex Roman like three or four times. And then we're like, all right, let's, Let's get out of here. You called him Braun instead of Brock. Fuck, That's funny. Brock. Brock. So my other hot take with uh, these final two matches is that I'm so happy Braun got that moment. And I'm really happy for him it played out the way it played out. People would have been way more into it if you had switched Braun and Roman's roles. Yeah, well, this is what I think about that. I definitely think... Braun versus Brock would have been much better. People would have really liked it because Braun is super, super over as a face. Roman is not. They were trying really hard to make Brock a heel. If you have Braun versus Brock, it's much more clearly defined. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It's involving someone that... It's involving two people that wrestling fans are really into, as opposed to Roman Reigns, who gets booed. I think the problem with having Roman Reigns do the Braun thing is that people would view it much more cynically because they would view it as, oh, now he's, like, tagging with a little kid. Like, oh, they're trying so hard to get him to be over. I agree. There's nothing you can... There's kind of nothing you can do for the larger Braun problem at this point, but I think it would have been a step in the right direction for him. Yeah, I just don't know if it would have been received the same way because I think when Braun does it... no way it would have. Like, when Braun does it, it's like he's already so over and he's already funny, so Mm -hmm. it, like, makes sense. But if you have Roman do it... People are like, oh, this is Vince just trying to get us to like him again. It'd be like with what we felt about Flip at Ring of Honor. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that would be the the consensus of it. I can't wait for Nicholas to grow up and be like Whopper Jr. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, I they, I feel like we, we made the right call by leaving early. Apparently, he got covered in blood. I still haven't seen I'm kinda it. I'm kind of sad we did, didn't get to see him get covered in blood, but not that sad. That's what TV's for. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> no. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Roman. You're really hot. Overall, though, I I felt like this was a fun show. Um, yeah. Again, like, the spectacle of it makes it really hard for it to not be an enjoyable time. Um, 
you know, some of the wrestling left a little to be desired, but like, I feel like in an event this big, that's not even really what you're there for. Yeah, you're just, you're there for the spectacle. The only thing that was weird about it for me is because you've had me so watch so much indie stuff and so much New Japan that I was like, wow, these matches are really short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think this had way more wrestling than your average WWE show. Because like, if you think about it, there were very, very few promos. Like Jesus. people weren't talking very much. You Keep know? me on the indies. Right? <laughs> I really feel like this was the best WWE thing to go to um, because it's the biggest, but also because, yeah, there was the most wrestling. Yeah. And there still wasn't very much wrestling. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of wrestling, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, short matches. Short um, matches. Just, yeah, less, probably... Time-wise, completely, I would say less in-ring time than Ring of Honor had, even though it was a much longer show. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, it was... I would not change anything in the world for it. I cannot thank our friends enough for taking us there. I just... It was an incredible, incredible time. It was once in a lifetime. Yeah, it was very surreal. Like, the I, whole weekend was was so amazing. I didn't want to be egregious in texting people with where our seats were, but I was still like, holy shit. Well, it's not even that. I mean, like, the seats were amazing. Val and Jay were so incredibly generous with us and, and were so so wonderful to hang out with and talk to you about wrestling and, and just great people. But even just, like hearing people tell us how much what we're doing has meant to them is so unbelievable to me and so um moving like I really we we went out to eat before ring of honor and I started crying in the restaurant because I was just because uh you know I don't want to get into people's personal stories but it just it's so validating to hear that so you know obviously everybody who gave us money to do this or who donated whatever like amazing but even just your listenership means so much to us we love you guys we really 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 love you guys and i'm getting choked up talking about it it's been the most validating wonderful experience and we can't wait to have more with you yeah and to that point um we really want all feedback and critical feedback is just as important if not more important we got a really good email the other day about um our WrestleMania pre-show bonus episode um, talking about how our difference in sort of reception to Mustafa Ali versus AJ Styles and how, you know, we were like, oh, Mustafa Ali, he's a cop. Like, fuck that. Um, And then we said we love AJ. Yeah, and then turning around and being like, oh, well, we can overlook AJ's politics for his wrestling. And just talking about how, like, Mustafa Ali is a really huge... um, step in the right direction for a representation of um, Pakistani people, South Asian people in this industry. And, you know, we kind of did gloss over that. And the person who sent us that email made a really, really good point. If you feel this way about stuff that we're saying, please tell us. We want to know. We want to do the best we can by our listeners because we love you guys. Yeah. You know, it's also thank you for taking the emotional energy to tell us tell me where I was wrong because that's not always an easy thing to do. Exactly. Like I've been really impressed and moved by how respectfully and lovingly people have raised those kinds of things with us. They don't have to. They don't. Yeah, exactly. So it's just been really cool. Um, Thank you so much for coming along on this crazy, crazy, crazy adventure with us. Um, yeah. I will say that, like, we are slightly wrestled out at this point. Yeah. Although I was willing to, if I had had another full day in New Orleans, I 
probably would have bought tickets to Raw the next yeah, night. Yeah, no, Rachel was like ready. Like Rachel was <laughs> Rachel was like the one out of all of us. We were all like, okay, we're gonna leave during the main event. We're gonna leave at the main event. And Rachel's like, well, let's stay for like half of it. Like she was not done. <laughs> like people the entire time were like, oh, you're gonna be sick of wrestling. And like <laughs> I'm not, which yeah. is pretty wild. It's on crazy. My part. I uh, yeah, because we just we didn't have enough a lot of time left in New Orleans, and I wanted to go on a ghost tour, which we went on. It was the drunkest I got the entire time I was yeah, there. Yeah, it was a good ghost tour. Uh, it was a good ghost tour. The ghost tour was fun. Visiting New Orleans was beautiful. I miss frozen Pim's cups, <laughs> uh, but I'm very happy to be home. Um, and we just want to say, you know, the usual spiel. Rate, review, subscribe. Five stars on iTunes really helps us out. Yeah. Uh, WrestleSplania at gmail.com. WrestleSplania on Twitter. Um, shout out to West Coast producer Hunk Tears. Regular producer Nate. Illy Bushin made our logo. Shout out to Volcano and Irradiated Trash yep, for giving us, us these up. tickets. Um, shout out to everybody who donated. I don't know if you want us to name you by name, so we won't do that unless you would like us to. Um, we just, we love y'all. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.